4: Hello, Dave. Uh, we're back. Yeah, we are. We're back. We're, with, we're here. We're back with a uh, a new episode. Um, before we get started, though, uh, just a teeny tiny little bit of uh, of housekeeping. Something that we don't normally do at the beginning of our episodes, but um, this episode, if you are listening to this today, and the episode is brand new. Um, there are still a few days left to uh, donate toys to our, uh, our toy drive, our Toys for Tots toy drive. Um, you can uh, visit uh, chubzywubzy.com. That's C-H-U-B-Z-Z-Y-W-U-B-Z-Z-Y.com. Uh, and you can purchase any toy on the website and in the cart. Just make a note uh, that it is, it is for the Toys for Tots toy drive and select in-store pickup. And what we'll do is, along with our friends at, uh, and sponsors at Chubsy-Wubsy, we will uh, bring all of those toys directly to the uh, the Santa train when it makes its stop uh, in, here in New Jersey. So uh, we'll make the donation, make a fun video when we do that. But uh, if you're looking to donate a toy and you don't want to leave your house and find one of the Toys for Tots uh, drop-off locations, you can just go to the website, order one, And uh, and we'll do the heavy lifting for you. So, yeah, you still got a couple days left to do that. Um, And with that, Dave, it's our time-honored tradition. Yes, Eric.
3: Yeah, um, we are not going to bury the lead, Eric.
4: No, we're not going to bury it any further. (laughs) So uh, I'm, I'm excited about today. I'm excited about tonight. I'm excited about all the episodes, but I'm particularly excited about this because this is... This is something new, new, new for us, which is awesome. Uh, For nearly uh, 56 years, Playmates Toys has been producing plastic for iconic brands, including Star Trek, Godzilla, Billie Eilish, Toxic Crusaders, one of my favorite, and of course, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Joining us today on the pod are John Stelzner and Pat Linden, Vice Presidents of Marketing at Playmates Toys. Guys, welcome to the show.
5: Thank you. Great to be here yeah thank you very much. It is a privilege to be here with you guys.
4: so we've been uh you know we we like to to look at our our previous guests as like cards in our in our binder as we collect guests and and it is it is uh it's taken us three years, but playmates, we finally <laughs> finally got you guys on here so <laughs> yeah, really excited to chat with you um but as this show is a show about collecting before we we get started learning a little bit more about you and and you know what you guys do at Playmates. Uh, tell us, John, Pat, what are you guys collecting?
2: Well, I mean, uh, you know, I think I think we, Pat and I, both have been fortunate. You know, having worked at Playmates for so many years, we've had the opportunity, I think, to collect um, a lot of what Playmates works on. You know, whether it's Ninja Turtles, uh, now Star Trek, or back in the '90s Star Trek, um, and uh, you know, other other things like The Simpsons too, which I still have. Many, many Simpsons figures uh, sitting here with me at home uh, as we're doing this call. So, you know, I think, you know, for me, collecting sort of began when I was a kid with Star Wars and it's never really quite left me. So I just like collecting a lot of the uh, the uh, great figures that are out there.
5: Yeah. And for me, uh, likewise with John, you know, being at Playmates for as long as I have, you know, I've always loved collecting Uh, the different products that I worked on. And, you know, obviously, all those products hold a special place in my heart, I guess, because, you know, I had a say in how they came out and uh, was able to influence the direction of the look and and so on. But, you know, there's nothing greater than going to retail and seeing some of the products that I had a chance to work on and seeing them on shelf and actually, you know, owning them as well.
4: So was there a particular, for for either of you, you know, sticking with kind of the vein of of collecting, is there, was there a particular product that you worked on that like you were really excited to see in a store? Like, was there one that like you remembered like jumping out at you that, uh, that holds any kind of significance?
2: I mean, I think, I think they're all kind of our babies, right? So I don't know. I don't know if there's one that stands out above the rest. Um, you know, I think, you know, part of what makes it work is that we are such huge fans, um, of all these properties and we're so privileged to work on them. You know, I think I I mentioned, you know, Simpsons is sort of surrounding me now. I've I've always been a Simpsons fan and, you know, back in the, uh, I guess it was, uh, early two thousands. Um, you know, when we started working on Simpsons, um, I was so excited uh, to be able to do that because, you know, it was the opportunity to really bring that wealth of characters to life. Um, And, you know, we're kind of doing the same thing now with, well, we have been doing the same thing with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but even with Star Trek, you know, it's just these deep, deep library of characters that we can, uh, that we can create and, you know, so excited about doing that.
5: Yeah. And for me, it's, you know, likewise with John, uh, you know, the brands that we get to work on are awesome. The first brand that I worked on at Playmates was actually Star Trek. So I know John is working on Star Trek now, and I am working on Ninja Turtles. Uh, but you know, like John, when I started at Playmates, uh, and being able to work on Star Trek, to be honest, I didn't really know that much about Star Trek at the time. But obviously, working on the brand, you want to learn as much as possible. So you start watching the episodes. You know, you start with the original series, then you start watching Next Generation and then you start developing these toys that are associated with the TV shows and at one point um my big thing was collecting the 12-inch figures that we did for Star Trek and I think at one point I had between I don't know between 18 and 20 different figures that were you know on a, a ledge in my apartment in California and uh you know they, they just bring enjoyment and uh you know John mentioned Simpsons too and I was lucky enough to be able to work on that product line as well. So like John, I do have a number of different Simpsons figures, different playsets and environments that we've did over the years as well. And again, another great property with a wealth of different characters and even Ninja Turtles. I started working on Ninja Turtles really in 2003 and have been basically working on it ever since. So I do have a fair share of Ninja Turtle toys as well. And unfortunately, I don't have a separate room in my house where I can uh, display all these toys. So a lot of them are in storage, unfortunately.
3: Now, you mentioned some iconic lines that uh, Playmates has put out over the years. The World of Springfield, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, of course, Star Trek. Um, Collectively, you both have been with Playmates for over 20 years. Um, so a lot of iconic lines in that timeframe. Um, tell us a little bit about your journey to playmates and what you currently do there.
2: Uh, sure. You want, want me to start? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I started uh, with playmates, uh, Pat, and you and I started the same year, I think it was 1998. I think. Yes. Nin- 1998. Yeah. So Pat and I started the same year. Um, and, um, Uh, You know, I kind of came from a, you know, a little bit of a toy background before, before I came to Playmates uh, back in 98, I had worked for Walt Disney consumer products. So I got a chance to work on a lot of the great uh, product uh, characters from the, from the, uh, from the Disney line. And then this opportunity came up to work uh, for Playmates and obviously I, I knew what they had done with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And so I was super excited about uh, coming and joining the team and uh, you know, in the first six years, almost six years that I was there, cause um, I got, you know, again, the opportunity to work on so many great lines. Then um, this is actually, you know, now at Playmates, this is actually my second time with Playmates. So I kind of left Playmates the first time and went and did uh, some other uh, worked for some other companies in the toy industry. And um, then Came back, you know, and Playmates is uh, really, you know, like a family, you know. And so when the opportunity came to come back to Playmates, I knew I had to do it. And now this time around, I've been back almost 11 years with Playmates um, and uh, and kind of never really left the toy industry. But um, Playmates is really home and it's where we get the opportunity to um, really get in deeply into development you know, it's not just marketing. I know Pat's and my title is, is marketing, but at Playmates, you know, we have the opportunity to kind of really dive in and handle all of the development from concept through production um, and, um, you know, working with the studios and uh, really creating the best product out there. We're very collaborative. We're very lean. You know, we're not uh, that giant company, but that's what gives us really the ability to really pay attention to the detail and really get involved in the detail that we're creating. So, um, you know, there's several of us at Playmates that have sort of worked at Playmates and come back. And uh, Pat, I think you are the, the true trooper because, uh, you know, Pat will tell you, Pat never left Playmates. He's just been there for, forever. So, Pat.
5: Yeah, so I started at Playmates in 1998 and, uh, you know, this year celebrated my 24th anniversary at Playmates. Uh, prior to starting at Playmates, I worked at a, a company in uh, Iowa, actually Dyersville, Iowa, where the uh, Field of Dreams is uh, called the Ertle Company. Oh wow! And yeah, started there in customer service, and Ertle is uh, world renowned for their farm toys, diecast farm toys. So that's where I started my roots in the toy business. Started in customer service, and then moved over to marketing and have a nice collection of die-cast farm toys uh, in my parents' house back in Iowa. They never made the trip to California yet, but they will some someday. Um, so, yeah, started there, worked there for five years, and then came to Playmates in 1998. Uh, as I mentioned previously, the first product line that I worked on at Playmates was Star Trek. And then, John, I think... Uh, when you left Playmates, we were still doing Simpsons at the time mm-hmm. yep. and um, took over development of the Simpsons line as well. Um, but, you know, over the years, I uh, had the opportunity to work on a number of great lines, whether it's action figure related, uh, vehicles, even worked on the Billy Eilish dolls as well. Uh, did a little bit of work on uh, Miraculous Ladybug too. So, you know, I feel like I have a, a pretty well-rounded uh, background in toys whether they're action figures vehicles or dolls for that matter but yeah playmates has definitely uh, been very very good to me and you know I just love the culture there from the standpoint like John said we run very lean so when we take on a brand we literally take on a brand from soup to nuts we're involved in every step of the process whether it's marketing uh, product development or even even sales for that standpoint from that standpoint as well, but it has been truly been a great experience overall.
4: Yeah, that that uh, all the good girls go to hell Billie Eilish action figure, <laughs> the one with the big wings that's a permanent part of my display. Like, uh, I, I love that figure,
5: <laughs> yeah. That you know, obviously, working uh, on characters and or people, I guess, in the mu- music industry. You know, a little bit different than working on whether it's movie properties or T V properties, but at the same time still a lot of fun and you know, you put your heart and soul into it.
4: Hey, and it's it's you know, her her stuff is very toyetic. Like her look her looks, those music videos, they lend themselves very well to toy. So that was a that was a fun little uh little I don't know if you want to say experiment, but a fun little like mini line i mean the the products you guys put out for her were were excellent
5: no yeah, it was fantastic figure pardon me
3: yeah, fantastic figure
5: oh thank you no, you know what it was uh truly a lot of fun to work on uh challenging um because you know you're you're working with an an actual person and everything is based on her and the fact that she was you know uh probably wasn't even twenty one at the time um, you know made it all that much more interesting, but at the same time, uh, a lot of fun to work on and um, obviously a very talented singer at the same time
4: so from from the stage and, and music videos to the final frontier, uh, you know <laughs> star trek is is arguably in a in kind of a new renaissance right now with with all the new content that's being produced uh, you know in in that canon uh cross mediums. So, tell us about uh, why Playmates decided to relaunch the uh, the toy line now.
2: Well, I think just like you said, I mean, Play- Star Trek's kind of in its renaissance now um, from Paramount. Uh, you know, thanks largely thanks to streaming. I think you know because now they are creating all these wonderful shows, and um, you know, Playmates and Paramount you know have such a strong relationship, um, starting with Turtles, uh, and then obviously have us having done star trek in the past as well that uh, we just started talking with them again about um, relaunching star trek um and you know everybody loved that idea Uh, we've gotten a lot of feedback from fans that they're really happy to see playmates back in the star trek business and um you know we knew with with all of the classic properties as well as all the new properties we really had something here and uh, you know, and you will see from our um, our new line that's launched, you know, we're kind of mixing a little bit of the classic, and mixing in some of the new as well with the uh, some of the discovery figures, and um, you know, we're really excited about what the future holds uh, for for Star Trek. Um, we're working on other properties um, within Star Trek um, again, so whether it's additional classic properties or some of the new properties. Um you know, and, and even with um, Paramount launching their first, uh, well, not even their first, but re- kind of launching a new kid's uh, property for Star Trek, which is Prodigy. So um, we're, we're working on some stuff with that as well. So, you know, whether you're a longtime Star Trek fan and collecting Star Trek or whether you are a kid who's getting into Star Trek, you know, I think um, there's a lot of places we can go with it.
4: So i um, I am one of those kids, and and my brother uh, can attest to this that uh, oh, yes. that the the playmates line, that next generation line, was what actually got me into Star Trek. Oh, great! Um, you know, and I still have a bunch of my uh, my my figures from you know from that time period. Um, especially that uh that movie with uh was it Malcolm McDowell was in it? Oh yeah, right. Um Generations I yep. think was the film. Yeah, so like mm-hmm. especially that figure line, like that was associated with that film was really what um what kind of hooked me. Uh so you know, having having a figure line that had, you know, uh Picard and 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 Captain Kirk and you know and and new characters, mm-hmm. um was was a really you know fun way to kind of get into the whole thing and now seeing that again you know and and you know having the uh, the figures again is just really it, it, it brings me right back it brings me right back to the the moment i you know i had those those original figures
2: yeah and that's great um it's great to hear um and you know i think you know one of the things we knew right from the beginning was that especially when we're talking classic figures that we wanted to bring some of those back. Um, we wanted to kind of give, keep, keep them in kind of a nostalgic retro feel, but really kind of utilize some of the new sculpting technologies and painting technologies and and things like that to really kind of make them even more realistic than toys from the nineties. Look, you know, um, so that you could really collect the true likeness of your favorite characters and, uh, you know, we're, we actually are using a lot of, um, the same sculptors that we used, uh, in the nineties Principal among them. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Steve Varner, but yeah, he's uh, kind teams. of a legend. Yeah. He's kind of a legend in the, uh, toy sculpting, figure sculpting arena. And, uh, he actually sculpted, uh, the figures back in the nineties. Um, and, uh, we're using him again, of course, like I said, he, you know, they're using a lot more advanced digital sculpting technology now. Um, and you know, really not, really not using any kind of scans of the actors, we're just kind of really using his talent like he always had, uh, to bring those likenesses to life.
4: Yeah. They were great. They were great back then. And they're, they're even better now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um, awesome to see like, you know, the classic figures get those modern touch-ups um, yeah, to right. really kind of make them feel nostalgic but also feel new at the same time.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we, we try to keep even the package, kind of give it a, kind of a retro look until we get into some of the new shows like Discovery where we're kind of uh, taking a, a Star Trek universe branding approach to that. But, um, you know, besides figures, obviously we have our Enterprise ship. Uh, that's out there with lights and sounds and our original series phaser. So, you know, I think, you know, with the figures and with ships and role play, um, I think we can really capture a lot of what's available in the Star Trek universe.
3: So now you've mentioned discovery. There's also, um, Star Trek II: the wrath of Khan, mm-hmm. um, represented and the next generation so far in the line. Yep. Um, are the plans to continue with just these three properties, or will we see other aspects of the Star Trek Canon
2: uh worked you, into the line? Yeah, you'll definitely see other aspects. Um, we're working on some stuff now uh, from other shows. I mentioned Prodigy, which hopefully will be out um by, uh, by Easter of this next year of 23. So you'll see some of the Prodigy figures come out. Um, there's actually some images that we've put out there already. Maybe you've seen them, but um, but those products should become available. We will continue to do, um, more next gen figures and, um, you know, maybe more original series figures or, or movie figures, but, um, you know, because there's so many great shows out there, whether it's, you know, discovery that we're doing now, or whether it's uh, strange new worlds, which is a great series or, um, you know, maybe oh, even next. eventually down the road we're looking next. at a doing some, yes, doing some lower decks eventually as well. So all of that's, uh, all of that's currently in various stages of development and, um, yeah, you'll see a lot of new stuff coming out in 2023.
3: So. Well, yeah, because those original lines were very deep, um, mm-hmm. as far as like next generation and right. and the Star Trek classic, I think he got like most of the, if not the most of the characters in mm-hmm. general, yeah. but a lot of the like core characters that were around the series, both series for a long time. Right. Um, now, big question. Um, when it comes to something like a lower decks, is it going to be that animated look or is there going to be an opportunity to, to kind of almost make the figures work together in a sense?
2: Um, I, I would say it's going to retain its animated look because that's sort of at the heart of what lower decks is. Um, we kind of did the same thing with prodigy, which is animated um, they are the same scale they'll feel like they could exist in the same world um, but uh but they'll definitely kind of maintain a, more of their animated look. We're not trying to take an animated look and create a real you know human looking person uh, character out of it. Um, we want to keep them true to what they are so um so yeah we would we would look to kind of develop them as. Animated styling, but, but again, to the same scale and whatnot so that they can all fit in the same universe.
4: So, uh, moving on from, from Star Trek to, uh, something else that, that we're both, uh, very big fans of, uh, Godzilla and and monster verse. Um, so playmates continues to produce toys from the world of Godzilla, but Mm -hmm. with no new American film coming out, uh, at least until 2024, Uh, what's the plan for the product line moving into 2023?
2: So for 2023, I mean, we're just going to continue. You know, we kind of have our line kind of divided into two uh, segments. We have the Monsterverse line, which is sort of focused around all of the legendary entertainment, legendary movies. Um, And then we have our Toho Classic series. um, And so that kind of captures all of the the kaiju monsters from the throughout the history of Toho. Um, so there'll be a few new classic, uh, figures coming out, um, which will also include actually Toho is, you know, currently has a anime show on Netflix called singular point. And yeah. so we, we are doing a couple figures on that. We actually have a figure out now and launching another figure. Um, and then on the legendary side, um, the monsterverse side we're kind of bringing in some of the the monsters that are that go earlier from godzilla versus kong you know godzilla versus kong is sort of where we came in with legendary and we did that movie line but now we're going back and we're kind of exploring monsters like Ghidorah from king of monsters um and kong from skull island uh and um I guess the biggest thing that we're doing now with as an exclusive with target is we're doing what we're calling the Titan tech monsters. So these are transforming Godzilla and transforming Kong. They transform from their original form to kind of a monarch technology armored form, you know, so that they can do battle with each other in this armor. Um, so yeah, so we're going to be expanding that line. We have Godzilla and Kong out there now, and we're going to be expanding that line for Target and have our new figure out, uh, which will be a completely different kaiju than than Godzilla and Kong, uh, at Target this summer or summer of '23. So um, yeah, so and that's that's been very successful for us. You know, I don't think a Godzilla or Kong uh, monster line that transforms as ever been out there and uh we're seeing a lot of success with that right now and all of that's just going to build to what we're going to be doing in 2024 for the for the new movie so
4: yeah, very cool it's it, it's that's another one of those things like you know uh i actually just went uh to our our, our local alamo draft house oh, was nice. doing a, a on godzilla day was doing a screening of a of a 4k restored 1954 cut of the film and I've never seen it in a theater before and it was yeah. like the original you know Japanese subtitled yep. And it was so cool to see you know like a it, a a redone you know or yeah. a remastered I should say uh cut of it you know and and yep. you know to kind of get to experience that so I I love kind of the dichotomy of seeing those those Toho monsters I think I yeah. the other day I bumped into like a jet Jaguar at Target and <laughs> I was like whoa right. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's cool to see that along with the monsterverse stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think especially on the classic side with the Toho side, um, of our business, um, you know, there, because there's so many monsters, um, and we're actually, we actually work with Toho, um, to kind of, uh, understand, you know, not, not only throughout history, what has been most popular, but what fans are looking for now. Um, and so between Toho and Playmates, we've kind of put together a list of, you know, what monsters we should be releasing, what comes out next. Um, you know, we had, like you mentioned, Jet Jaguar, which is very popular and, um, we're actually, uh, won't be out for this holiday, but it'll be out, uh, in early spring. We're actually launching, uh, Baragon as our, as our next monster. No way. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> very Cool. So, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's not only about Godzilla, it's about all these great monsters uh, that Toho's created and, uh, you know, we're, we're thrilled to be able to, to work on all of them. So.
3: Now you mentioned all of these different, you know, Kaiju from Toho or from legendary, but, um, what, where do you guys get the ideas for what? monsters to use? Like, do you consider fan polls or is it just something internal? Is it something studio related? Like what, what -hmm. causes the direction?
2: Yeah. I mean, really on the, on the Toho side, you know, it's just kind of working with Toho. I mean, they have this immense history of all of the monsters that have kind of risen to the top as the ones that fans just fall in love with and keep, keep asking for. Um, and so we kind of put together that list and, um, you know, we always try to mix in a, there's so many different versions of Godzilla as well. So we always try to mix in, uh, you know, a new Godzilla from a different film, but, um, but then we kind of have the, the other than Godzilla monster list that, uh, that we work with Toho on and, uh, we kind of pull from that, um, as we're going and, um, kind of working our way through the list. So, I mean, you know, um, you know, Gaigan and and D- Destroya and Jet Jaguar, and they could mention Baragon now. So, um, you know, those are the ones that sort of have risen to the top of the list, and those are the ones we're, we're trying to uh, release, you know, as soon as we can. We try to come out with new monsters. Um, usually it's about two or three different, uh, monsters twice a year. Uh, for the Toho side, and then um, s- similar on the Legendary side, um, but of course we're also building, already started developing what the the line is going to look like for the twenty twenty four movie as well. So,
4: well, in case you guys are not not like fully in tune with it, which I'm sure you are, but Hedora and Biolante mm-hmm. are having like a moment yes right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, they are. They are. And, it's like and,
4: yeah. weird for those two in 2022 to like yeah. all of a sudden be like uh, granted Godzilla versus Biollante is probably one of the best ones but like yeah
2: you
4: know those two monsters are just they're they're like surging in popularity it's crazy
2: yeah no no you're right and those are at the top of our list and those are ones that were you know they're in the hopper for development for sure
4: <laughs> awesome I'm sure people will be thrilled to hear that yeah. And and to your point too with all the different versions of Godzilla that's that's part of the fun of it right is like you know, pairing up, you know, for for, for the purists out there, pairing up, the, yeah. you know, the, the appropriate Godzilla with, with the other, you know.
2: That's right. No, that's franchise. absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. For sure.
3: And, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, all ages Godzilla. I, I, it's, you know, Godzilla will always be new to somebody. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've was in. Um, Target one time with my girlfriend, and we were, you know, I was kind of cruised by the toy aisles, of course. And there was a kid, like, who was just like couldn't decide which Godzilla to get. Um, you know, it was like, oh, but I want both. Yeah, you know, like it was.
5: Yeah, it was one
3: of it, it was like one of those things where I was like, that's cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. I can totally understand that. I mean, what's not to love about giant monsters knocking stuff over you know so i mean you know it's uh it's it's every uh every kid's fantasy play uh, to for, to be sure and now a word from our sponsors
4: this segment is brought to you by our friends at chubsy wubsy toys A traditional mom-and-pop toy store in Little Falls, New Jersey, Chubsy-Wubsy Toys brings you the best new toys from the brands you love without the hassle of pounding the pavement, searching for them at larger retail stores. Visit them in person at 106 Main Street in Little Falls, New Jersey, or online at chubsywubsy.com. That's C-H-U-B-Z-Z-Y-W-U-B-Z-Z-Y.com. And tell them Adventures in Collecting sent you.
5: Pop into a new career with CGC, the world leader in pop culture collectibles grading. CGC is seeking world-class Funko Pop experts to lead a new division dedicated to authenticating and grading collectible toys. This is an incredible opportunity to help build a new grading service in a hot collectibles category. Think you can play the part? Apply today at cgcgrading.com forward slash careers. That's cgcgrading.com forward slash careers.
3: So Eric, I ran to the store today and I was doing that power walking thing to the toy aisle. The guy next to me was too. And guess what happened?
4: You were both headed for the same figure, weren't you?
3: Yep, but I got there first.
4: Now that's a close shave.
3: You know what else is? A nice trim thanks to this show's sponsor, Manscaped.
4: Dang right, Dave. And that's the kind of close shave I can get behind. And you all should too. I just use the Mower 4.0 with its cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawn Mower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4000K LED spotlight if you need a more precise shave.
3: And if you thought that was good, you can take your grooming game even further. You can take it to the next level. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer.
4: And don't forget about their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. They'll change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, guys. Your balls will thank you.
3: Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. Get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code AIC at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 14 million balls.
4: That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with code AIC. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped.
1: And now, back to the show.
4: So, we've talked about Star Trek. We've talked about uh, MonsterVerse and Godzilla. But when, when people think Playmates, <clears throat> they think Toxic Crusader. No, they think the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? So, um, what's it like getting to work on a brand that, that really kind of reshaped the toy world like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did?
5: no look at it. it's it's really a privilege. I mean, um we say in playmates, you know what? if you can't have fun walking or working on Ninja Turtles, then you shouldn't be in the business. and like you said, Ninja Turtles is one of those brands that uh, you know never goes away and will always have a following, I think um the way that it's been reinvented over the years and the fact that it's still as relevant today as it was back in, you know, the late eighties and early nineties during that original series when it was very popular then. So it's, I think you know, a lot of people have a, a very special place in their heart for Ninja Turtles that uh, played with it back in the eighties and nineties. And to think that those kids back then are now adults today that have kids and probably are influencing their kids to play with Ninja Turtles to this day as well. So it's just one of those great properties.
4: It's, it's wild. It's, it's never, we, we've said this on the show several times, but like, it's never been a better time to be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles collector. Like it's just, it is never, has never been a better time because there is, you know, an ocean of Ninja Turtles products out there to, you know, to enjoy. And, It's crazy too, because there's really no new media right now. Like it's been we're in between, you know, I guess there's been a couple of new video games, but like, you know, and comics. But um there's there hasn't been a new movie, a new TV show in in a few years now.
5: No, you're right. You're right. And that I think speaks to the popularity of Ninja Turtles and the fact that, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, Ninja Turtles were so popular and there's millions of kids that played with it at the time. And the fact that those kids are now adults that have their own kids, I think uh, to a lot of these people, it's, again, it still uh, is relevant to them. It has a special place in their heart that uh, they get to play w- with them Yep, today, collect them, but again, influence the kids that they have today to uh, play with the same turtles that they played with back in the day.
3: Yeah. I mean, Eric, you could speak to this personally, right? Like, you've <laughs> yeah. had that cross generational <laughs> situation happen. Yeah.
4: I cut my teeth on hand me down turtles. <laughs> 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 and then, and then, like, you know, by the time I was into them, that kind of original run was starting to, I don't want to say scraping the bottom of the barrel, but like, you know all of the new releases that were coming out were the kind of origins of those crossover ones so like i remember you know basketball donatello and you know the the universal monsters you know mashups and like all, all of those like weird super toyetic super fun you know as a kid like i you know looking back at them now so, so when i was a kid i loved them Looking back at them now, it's just like I I can't believe that they existed. Like that's where, <laughs> that's where the toy line went. Like logistically, but uh, you know it's just yeah, turtles are multi generational. My my daughter, my seven year old daughter plays with them now. You know, like it's just and those figures from those those figures from the eighties and nineties they they hold up, man. Uh, they they're still kicking, missing a few accessories, but they're. Uh, <laughs> You, get, yeah. you lose those ninja stars, you know, that just <laughs> they they they've ended up in vacuums over the years. But uh, yeah, the figures hold up really well.
3: Yeah, to the point where we've seen, you know, a rollout of the box sets featuring reproductions of the 80s and 90s figures, the those classic re-releases. Um, so what was the thought behind going that route with uh, the turtles and then the villains and the movie star turtles?
5: Yeah, well, obviously, you know. The pandemic, I think, you know, like we discussed earlier, during the pandemic, I think there were a lot of people out there that were looking for things to do. And, you know, obviously, a lot of those kids back then are adults today. And um, the Ninja Turtle product that is out there, uh, they took a liking to and started collecting. And we had a customer that actually put a request in for, you know what, can we get the original four turtles shredder and splinter and can we not only get those original figures but then put those in a package um, that is reminiscent of something that existed you know back in the 80s and 90s and it was the original party van that we came up with to pack those figures out in and it did very very well with them and so we started doing additional sets for other retailers as well you know, you'd mentioned the movie Star Turtles. Uh, we, you know, we did a number of different enemy combatant figures and almost all those figures were based on those original tools from back in the 80s that were sitting in a, a warehouse in China that luckily uh, didn't get disposed of and we were able to pull them out of storage and uh, check them to make sure that they were workable and that could still produce toys and, and they could. So, you know, we've, I think, done a really good job of managing, uh, you know, those original figures and original tools and come up with some pretty good sets.
4: So, so wait a second. And that was, that was going to be my follow-up question, but I just want to make sure I heard that Yeah, I was going to ask that too. The, these so I was under the I have that first set, the one that you were talking about, that first one that came out, and I I I couldn't bear to to actually like open them off of the card once once I actually opened the party wagon, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can actually open these, <laughs> um, and I'm an opener, like I I open and play with everything, but I I have that one packed away nice right now, but mm-hmm. I was under the impression, just you know. Kind of, we've been doing this for three years. We've had this conversation with you know numerous toy makers and, and designers. Like those molds have a have a finite life. Like eventually they can't produce any more any more figures off of them. But these are the original tools from like from the the original you know production runs of these figures.
5: Yeah, some of them are. Some of them are. Um, we've had to retool some accessories and other parts. But a lot of those are based on the original tools from the eighties and nineties.
3: Unbelievable. That's amazing. Because those things must
4: have produced like at the height of like, you know, turtle fever, like a ridiculous amount of, of action figures and they're still viable.
5: Yeah. Uh, you know, a, a lot of times they require some refurbishing and such, but, uh, still workable today
4: bananas that is that is super cool <laughs> that is that is literally that makes that makes me want to actually open them more just to mm. like have like a fresh 1986 turtle in my hand <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow yeah that's man. really cool and
4: and like did and was playmates aware that those tools were were being stored or like was it like hey do you still have them
5: you know, we had a listing of, of the tools that were available. But again, you don't really know until you go to the warehouse somewhere in China, pull them out of that warehouse and, you know, check the condition of them, see if they are workable. Um, in some cases, they are not or there are parts of the tool that are not. And you have to create new parts or refurbish. But um, but yeah, I mean, those tools are obviously made of steel, so they last a long, long time.
4: Very cool.
3: Now, yeah, and just on like a history standpoint, too, that's that's just amazing.
4: Yeah, oh, I have like chills. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so in a world where, you know, seemingly every major toy brand is making some kind of Ninja Turtle product. Uh, Playmates is continuing the long tradition of of crossing the turtles uh, over into other worlds. Um, how did you guys land on on Cobra Kai, Stranger Things, and and Street Fighter in these uh, these recent uh, mashups?
5: Yeah, well, like you know, like you said, um, back in the eighties and nineties, whether it was a mashup or a collaboration, you know, the turtles are very malleable in, in regards to you know you can apply almost any theme to them. And, uh, you know, it appeals to kids. And, you know, back in the 90s, what we do? We did a Star Trek mashup. We did Troll Turtles, uh, Universal Monster Turtles. So we always knew that basically, you know, you could try a lot of different themes and a lot of different themes cross with turtles would work. And if you look at some of the hot properties of today, such as a Cobra Kai, that, uh, you know, involved similarities with turtles where it was about karate or mixed martial arts, ninjas, um, and, you know, doing the collaboration with that and teaming up the popular Cobra Kai characters with the turtles. You know, like, why, why not? Let's, let's give it a shot. And um, luckily, we had a couple work colleagues uh, that work at Sony and pitched the idea to them. And, you know, they went with it. Um, with Stranger Things, a little bit different. But that was actually a request from a customer. And, um, you know, again, Stranger Things, very, very popular. And, yeah, there are some similarities there as well. I mean, Season 3 of Stranger Things took place in Hawkins, Indiana in 1984. Well, guess what else happened in 1984 was the first year of the original Ninja Turtle comic book that was produced by Kevin Eastman and uh, Peter Laird. Um, So there are similarities there as well. And, you know, that's why we chose the original comic book Turtles to team up with Stranger Thing characters, both from that same 1984 era. And then when it comes to Street Fighter, you know, again, a very, very popular uh, video game that had its roots in the 1980s, similar to uh, Ninja Turtles. So, doing a collaboration, and this year too is the uh, 35th anniversary of Street Fighter. So, to help celebrate that anniversary, you know, we did a versus pack between Ninja Turtles and Street Fighter.
4: Yeah, I the out of the the three collaborations, they're they're all great, but those Street Fighter figures, the their Ryu and Chun Li are yes gorgeous. Like they're like they are two of like, sleeper and, and, you know, I just, I would have never, I would have never imagined that that was the figure that, you know, I, we, we'd be getting out of that, you know, with, with just kind of thinking, like, the style of the Turtles and everything. Like, they're probably the two best versions of those characters in at least a decade, you know, in, in that scale. They're, they are unbelievably good.
5: Thank you. No, look, it's been um, a lot of fun to work on, and You know, um, the colleagues or were colleagues at uh, Capcom as well as at Nickelodeon obviously have been very cooperative. And, you know, we collaborated continually on doing it. And, um, you know, I think we came up with some pretty good sets. And, you know, another thing that I think really sets them off is the packaging as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether it's Cobra Kai versus Turtles or, or Stranger Things and Street Fighter, You know the theme of the package. I think uh, does a very good job of displaying the figures that are contained within that package.
3: Yeah, and the other thing too is if you're, you know, a fan of any of the properties, it's you know, it's a way to get that property. But it also is like, well, all right, now I need, now I need more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So it's kind of like it's bringing you into potentially into something that you didn't collect before.
5: Yeah, definitely.
4: Or even somebody who, you know, like, you know, had a A touch point. Yeah, I was going to say had a previous touch point with the Turtles at some point in their youth, but is like super into Cobra Kai right now and really wants a John Kreese action figure. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, sweet. This is a Ninja Turtle and a Gi. Now I I want the other three.
5: Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the great things, like I said earlier, is... Um, you know, the turtles are very malleable and, um, you can, uh <clears throat> tie those to a lot of different properties and, uh, you know, people find it appealing. And I think, um, you know, the fans find this appealing as well.
3: Um, so we saw the, uh, new sculpt for the last Ronin figure in two colorways this year and the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mayhem film is scheduled to be released sometime in 2023. Um, can we expect new toys around these properties.
5: Yeah, definitely for Last Ronin, obviously, uh we did the Last Ronin like you said in two different ways. That was a Diamond exclusive and um we're looking to do the other three Last Ronin turtles as well, um sometime in 23, possibly in as late as 2024. And in regards to the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem film, Yeah, we'll have a complete toy line um, centered around that movie that uh, we've been working on now, gosh, probably for the last uh, about nine months. And we're very, very excited about and, you know, it's been a lot of fun to work on that as well. It's being produced by uh, Seth Rogen and his team at Point Grey Studios in collaboration with uh, Paramount Pictures. And uh, it's been a lot of fun to work on.
4: So. I mean, is there, is there any rough timeline on that yet? Cause I know like, you know, especially in today's, you know, in today's climate, you know, uh, a lot of times things are, you know, kind of nebulous when it comes to reveals and shipping and availability and all of those things. But like, is there any sort of rough timeline as to when, you know, we might see some, some toy reveals or anything you know to do with that film?
5: Yeah. I mean, the toy line is definitely under development now, and we are in discussions with, uh, with Paramount on when we want to unveil the toy line. Probably happens sometime in spring of 23. And then the toys will hit shelves uh, late June of 23, leading up to the movie release date, which is slated for August 4th of 2023. Awesome.
4: Awesome. So before we head into our last question, um, this conversation that we we just had with you guys um made me think of a of a question that I didn't think of prior to this interview and I'm just curious. So Playmates has had so many really cool brands and you know, we talked about kind of like these relaunches of of Star Trek and and you know, this kind of renaissance in, in the Turtles. If you guys could take each, take one previous Playmates toy line and kind of revive it and, and bring it back, what which which
5: would it be?
1: Uh, (laughs) Awesome. um
2: i think i think for me it would be simpsons (laughs) you can tell i'm a simpsons fan um you know i know that uh you know simpsons has obviously been going strong for all these years and there's a lot of characters that maybe we didn't get to Uh, to do the first time around and um, you know, maybe we could find a a new and inventive way kind of make them a little bit different this time around. Um, But uh, I would probably say Simpsons and um, and yeah, I'd probably say Simpsons.
5: From my standpoint uh, you know, I guess, I guess I'm living it from the standpoint of Ninja Turtles because you know, we are producing toys for this next movie And just seeing how, you know, whether it's the TV show, the comic book, or the movies have evolved over the years has been, uh, you know, something amazing. Um, And just the fact that we are doing another version of Ninja Turtles is uh, unbelievable. And the fact that the fan base is still as passionate about it today as they were back in the eighties and nineties just speaks to the brand itself. And, you know, who would have thought a teenage mutant Ninja turtle from back in the eighties would be as popular today as it was back then. So I, you know, I guess I'm privileged enough to say that I'm kind of, my wishes come through, come true, I guess, because I'm I'm working on it. I'm doing it. So um, that to me is very, very special and cool.
4: Dave, do you have one? Because I certainly do.
3: I mean, Toxic Crusaders is an easy answer, but that, uh, like, that World of Springfield line was just, I, I mean, I'd be hard pressed to say that at that time that anybody was missed. I think every, like, I mean, the- not, uh, I think every, you know, like, I'm just trying to go, you know, down the alphabet, like, Every like character through like letter J was was you know level character was was included, in, including like um, the
4: celebrities. Like I remember like the Bret Hart mm-hmm. figure and the Weird Al one, Hank, Hank Scorpio, <laughs> Hank Scorpio. Yeah, there were some good ones. Um,
3: but um, I think the only thing that would would be like kind of in the same vein as Star Trek in that that regard of like okay, here's what's been new since <laughs> these figures came out you know, in what, like 2005, 2006. But like even the play sets, like it was. It was deep. It, it, it's a line. It, it's a line that I wish I had dipped my toe into, but would never have been able to like safely dip my toe into. <laughs> and with all the play sets you need, like, a, you almost need like a floor of a house to. <laughs> to get those.
4: So I was hoping. So, so obviously, I've kind of hinted at it before. I have, I have a penchant for that that Toxic Crusaders line. I absolutely love it. So I was kind of hoping, though, Dave, that you were going to say it, so that way I didn't have to like cop out and, and do like a this line or this line. But it would be two lines for me, um, two of my favorite toy lines of all time, which were like, I, I don't want to say like weird, obscure lines because I, I don't think they are, but um, Toxic Crusaders is, is one of them but I loved the Dick Tracy line. Yeah. Those, those, those cars, the figures, the accessories, such a they cool line. Figures. So, and I still have a couple of those. I still have both of the cars and I have like a handful of the figures left. I don't have too many of them. They didn't, they didn't make the, uh, the childhood transition, but, uh, I definitely have like Dick Tracy. I have flat top. And then I think I have like prune face. um, yeah. But yeah, those were, those were super cool figures. Yeah, I'd that love to that see was a good
2: movies. line. That was a good line. <laughs> yeah,
4: That movie doesn't get enough love. Um, <laughs> Alright, so guys, with that, we're going to head into our final question here uh, before we let you go. Dave, would you like to fulfill your role as this podcast's James Lipton and ask our final question?
3: Why, yes, I would. So, the final question that we ask to all of our guests what is your favorite and or strangest piece in your collection? It can be one of each or it can be both.
2: Hmm. Gosh. Well, um, I think f- for me, there's probably a couple <laughs> actually it's the things that, uh, maybe you were a little embarrassed that you worked on. One is, uh, one is uh, a particular item from, uh, the Grinch Who Stole Christmas. I'm talking about the Jim Carrey movie. <laughs> all right. Yeah, there was a particular uh, a doll that uh, made sounds. And um, yeah, it was just a weird, it was a weird toy. And then uh, the, the other one that I worked on was uh, Chicken Run from Ardman Studios. <laughs> so I still, have, uh, I still have all those figures as well. And uh, I would definitely say those were probably the strangest ones that i worked on and um but uh you know likely everything else they were fun in their own ways to work on but but in the end they were probably the strangest
4: chicken run dave you took me to see that in the theaters (laughs) yeah
2: it was a good movie the the toy line was good but you know i i I don't know if kids just didn't want to play chickens i guess but (laughs)
4: <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird animal, like you know. It's, it is. it's a weird animal to be. You know, the movie was great, it's, I love the claymation yeah. and everything. But like, yeah, yeah of course, weird.
2: right? Yeah, like, yeah, let's play chickens. It's not. It's not aspirational to be a chicken or a rooster. <laughs>
4: well, there's the uh, there's the title of of this episode. It's not aspirational to be a chicken.
2: <laughs> there you go. It's great, great. <laughs> Pat, do you have one?
5: Uh, for me um there's two two lines that I worked on that you know was fun to work on them, but never quite performed as well as what I had hoped and one wasn't so much our fault one was called uh Dr dread and i don't know if you guys remember Dr. Dreadful, where you mix the different components to produce different flavored candies. The food lab. Yes.
4: Yeah. I remember the food lab, with the, the skeleton, yeah, yeah, the, the, food lab. the banana. Yeah.
5: Yeah. So we were working on, um, a toy called doc dread. And, uh, we had gone out, reached out to the different food companies and was working with this food company that, you know, promised top quality pro pr- powders uh, that would, you know, taste good, taste great, and uh, would be a, you know, wouldn't have any issues. Well, we had an issue where the pouches that the food powders were contained in were breaking open um, in transit to from the Orient to the U.S. And um, obviously, because of that the product line never made it to market and i just remember going, you know, back and forth dealing with uh the food company trying to figure out what was wrong and i think that was one product line i think it made it to market but um but you know never really had a chance after going through that and then there was another product line i worked on called revs which um was similar to transformers Um, but instead of having all the parts, transforming parts connected, they were separate pieces that you could basically customize and build your own unique looking robots. And, you know, a lot of fun to work on, but unfortunately didn't, didn't quite do as well as what I'd hoped it would do, but still a lot of fun to work on, um, you know, to this day, I guess. Awesome.
4: Well, Pat, John, thank you guys so much for for taking the time to be on the show. It's it's been absolutely amazing uh, talking all things Playmates with you guys. Uh, remind us where can we find. Uh, I don't know if you guys are on social media, if you're on Instagram or Twitter, but where can we where can we find you? Where can we find out more about Playmates? Uh, where where can we where can we get all of the uh, the information from?
2: Well, probably our website, uh, PlaymatesToys.com. And from there, um, you can link out to our social media. Um, and then specific to Star Trek, we did create a, our its own website. And that is um, uh, PlaymatesStarTrekToys.com. And uh, you'll get a full uh, Star Trek experience uh, when you go on that one um, as well. And again, from there, you can link out to our social media from there as well.
5: Yeah, I mean, we awesome. are on. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We have a, a YouTube channel as well, and yeah, check out all our toys um, on those different platforms.
4: Awesome! Thank you guys again so much for for joining us. Uh, Dave, send us home. Bye,
5: everyone.
4: Thank you, dear listener, for hanging out with us today. Subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen, and then tell your friends to do it. Thanks also to Joe Azari, the golden voice behind our intro. Our music is Game Boy Horror by the Zombie Dandies. Find more about them both in our show notes.
3: Follow us on social media at AIC underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Stop by and say hi. Show us your toy hauls and share your toy stories. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode.
5: Don't try this at home. Voidware prohibited and some assembly required. Each sold separately, not a flying toy. Consult a physician if your toy run exceeds more than four hours.
0: Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check.